I'm Sarah Hussein, and welcome to Psalm Talks. Let's start this episode with a simple experiment, shall we? This experiment was done by Deepak Chopra when he went to the Oprah Winfrey show. So not very long ago, I was going through my Instagram and I saw a post, a reel by somebody I don't recall. And it was Deepak Chopra and he was in the Oprah Winfrey show and he did this experiment with the pendulum. I don't know if you have seen it, but that is a powerful experiment and it set the premises of this episode. And I want you to do it with me right now. So why don't you pause the episode if you like, grab a pendulum or grab a string with an object attached. It could be anything. Why don't you grab it and let's do this experiment together. So if you have the string with you, like Deepak did in the show, he made Oprah hold that pendulum and he told Oprah to think about what the pendulum is going to do now. So if Oprah thought the pendulum is going to move from left to right, she noticed that the pendulum started to move from left to right. If she were to think it's moving in circles, then the pendulum would move in circles. Why don't you try this out with your pendulum? Don't say anything out loud, just in your mind. Think what the pendulum is going to be doing. If you think the pendulum is moving clockwise, you will notice that the pendulum starts to move clockwise. If you think the pendulum is moving anti-clockwise, you will notice the pendulum starts to move anti-clockwise. If you think the pendulum will stop, the pendulum then stops. And he says something powerful. He says expectation determines outcome. I find this to be an extremely useful statement because as somebody who has been researching on the mind, on the subconscious mind, on the universal consciousness, on the unified field that we all are a part of, our thoughts play a massive role. And this is a simple experiment, right? If you have had the pendulum, you're probably going to notice that whatever you thought, the pendulum behaved that way. If you thought the pendulum is going to go from right to left and it's going to swing fast, it would start to swing fast. If we can do this to a pendulum, we can do this to anything else in our life. We can have an expectation from the events in our life, from the people in our life, and see that the outcome resembles the expectancy that we have. This is the crux of the science behind this world. This is how we operate. So for those who are new here, I'm Sarah Hussein. I'm a Canadian engineer and researcher who is endlessly fascinated by the mind. The show is all about the subconscious mind programming, power of the mind, how we are interactive components of this unified field, and most importantly, the science behind all of this. So if you're somebody who is interested in making a massive positive change in their lives, this podcast is going to be quite useful for you. So welcome 
and thank you for being here. It's because of you that I get to record the podcast and I love to come over here and put this work out. So thank you for being here. For suggestions and feedback, you can write to me at hello at officialsom.com. And to support the show, you can head over to Patreon forward slash Psalm X Talks. All the details are in the description below. So when I saw this experiment, I was like, wow, this is so powerful and yet so simple. And then I sat there with my pendulum and I started to do this experiment. And whatever I was thinking, the pendulum would respond to it just how I thought about it. And during this clip, Deepak Chopra says something very important. He says something that is key. He says that as long as you are not attached to the outcome, whatever you expect is what you're going to see. The reason attachment doesn't work is because when you get attached to the outcome, when you think that this is how it should be, you get into the frequency of desperation. You get into the frequency where you are now so focused on something not happening that your expectancy changes. And so the outcome would be opposite of what you want it to be. It's almost like me thinking that I don't want this pendulum to stop. I don't want it to stop. I want it to keep moving. What I'm thinking is stop, stop, stop. You know, my focus is on it should not stop. It should not stop. The reason I'm thinking it should not stop is because I'm expecting it to stop, right? I'm expecting it to stop. And that's why I'm thinking, no, it shouldn't stop. It shouldn't stop. And boom, what do I create? The pendulum will stop. You can try this with your pendulum as well. And, you know, when I think about it, it just blows my mind because this is exactly how we operate in this world. We can expect life to be any which way. And that is how we're going to see life turn out to be. But what starts to happen is that we get attached to the outcome we start to feel like it should happen this way. I really want this to work out. And as we're becoming desperate for something to work out a certain way, what's happening is that underneath is an expected outcome that it may not work out. And have you ever wondered why we're like that? Why is it that we never just desire something to be as it is? Why is it that we always think that I hope it doesn't, this doesn't happen, or I hope that doesn't happen? For instance, if somebody wants to have a really exciting trip, why is it that we always go like, I hope that, you know, I don't run out of fuel on the way, or I hope that I don't run out of snacks on the way. And we always focus on things that may go wrong. And we think, I hope this does not happen. And as soon as we do that, what we're doing is that we are becoming attached to the outcome that it should happen, that it must be a good trip. And when you become attached to the outcome, you are giving resistance to your expectancy. And you're not just now expecting the desired outcome, you are expecting with attachment. That is, you are desperate. And that is not going to give you the result you want. You just happen to be in a different frequency. And no matter how much you say that, no, I still expected it to be this, but it happened the other way. 
your focus was that I hope it doesn't happen the other way. You know, that's the underlying focus and that's what we see in life. And if you have ever wondered, if you're like me, I wonder about this all the time. I have seen human beings, us, we like to find practicality. We like to find logic. Things should make sense for us to expect them to be a certain way. So if, for example, somebody has no cash and they step out of their home, do you think they're going to expect to have an amazing dinner? No, right? Because they'll go like, from where? How am I supposed to have an amazing dinner when I don't even have the cash to buy myself food? That's how we think. We always think the how. How is it going to happen? Because after all, we don't want to be wishful thinkers. You know, we don't want to be just living in the land of dreams and hopes and because that's not going to do anything. So here's what I'm suggesting. The way the universe operates in its massive unified field is quite different to how we perceive it to operate. As human beings, we want everything to make sense. We want everything to be logically correct, logically viable for us to expect it to work out. So if I step out of my home today and let's say that I'm not carrying any cash, I'm not going to expect myself to go and go and have an amazing meal in an Italian restaurant and enjoy my pasta because, well, I don't have the cash to buy myself a meal. That's how I'm going to think. But that's not how the energetic world works. That's not how the physics is of the unified field that we all operate in. It's actually quite different than how we operate. We are very much focused on the how. We are very much focused on making sense of things before expecting them to be a certain way. And while it may be useful for us to be logical and to be practical in certain cases, it may actually work against us when it comes to our desires, when it comes to things that we really want in life. Because we are always going to be thinking about, I should understand how this makes sense before I expect it to be good. We always want to make sure that we have the logic, the practicality in check first before we expect certain things to work. But that's not how the energetic world works, right? The energetic world is all about frequency. It's all about us being in alignment with the outcome that we want. And we can only be in alignment with it when we focus on the outcome and we let go of any resistance. That simply means that we focus on the outcome and then we don't think about anything else. We don't think about the how and what if this happens, but what if that happens? We simply think that what I want is what I'm expecting and that's it. Let go. And you're going to see that when you do that, it actually works like magic. So I experimented with this. So I chose one day. And before every small event in my day, I would accept the expectation that this is going to go really well. So I woke up and then, you know, I go, I freshen up and then I do a little bit of workout. And I set the expectation that this workout is going to be really good. And I don't think about how, why do I have 
the energy or do I have the right music on? I just put out this expectation that this is going to be really good. And naturally, I get in a very good mood and I actually pull off a really good workout and I really do enjoy myself. Then the next event happens and I go and have breakfast. And I think to myself that this breakfast is going to be really good. No, seriously, that's what I was doing. And it happened to be a very nice omelet that I made with croissants and it was really nice. I enjoyed my breakfast. And I did that throughout the day. Before a meeting, even if I don't have all the information about the client, I would tell myself, this is going to be an exciting meeting. I would set the expectation event after event. And I can tell you this, eight out of 10 events went really well. And the two events which didn't go as I expected them to go was because I started to think this might not go because, you know, I've dealt with this before. I've been in this scenario before and this is a little tough. An example was that I was recording a podcast and then I was editing it. And usually editing takes time. So I thought to myself while I was editing the podcast that I know podcasts take time, so I'm not going to expect it to be really quick. But I should have just thought that, you know, I expect the podcast to be easily done and I I expect it to be great and not to think about the how, not to think about the how. And with the success rate of 80% and with the 20% that didn't work was because I was at fault in expecting, I started to think about the how. I think this is a massive success for me. Having said that, I do understand that sometimes when you hear things like, if you expect certain things and you let go of the outcome and you show no resistance, it's going to happen. It can sound like wishful thinking, right? It can be like, hey, are you just being a bit too optimistic? Because that's not how life works. Or it could be like, yeah, but there is also these hundreds of things which need to fall in place for this to really happen the way you expect it to happen. So the how starts to creep in and we start to doubt and we use, you know, we can think that maybe just expecting certain things to work out and then the desired outcome will come. It's just wishful thinking, you know, it's just living in a, living in a land of dreams and hopes. I understand that. Trust me. I understand that because I always looked for logic all the time. You know, being an engineer, being a researcher, I love to work with data. I love to make sense of things. If something doesn't make sense, I don't buy it. I really need to know the logic behind things. And when I was researching on this, I found something really useful, which I would love to share with you. If you are like me, If you want the logic behind things, this segment of the episode is going to be something you're very much going to enjoy. I want to talk about something called natural frequency. Everything in this world has a natural frequency, even you and I. Every system has a natural frequency. It is a useful parameter to understand earthquakes or natural disasters because even natural disasters have their natural frequencies when something is in frequency that means they move in complete harmony they move together 
So if a natural disaster strikes, for example, let's say it's a tornado, that tornado is going to have a frequency. And everything that starts to move with the frequency of the tornado is going to be destroyed. Anything which does not move at the frequency of the tornado is going to be safe. This is something that scientists and researchers or engineers, they look for when they're building systems that can withstand the impact of an earthquake. Because the last thing you want is that you build something which has the same frequency as the frequency of an earthquake that can come. So if the earthquake occurs and it has a certain frequency and the building also has a certain frequency, they are going to collapse. Why? Because they're going to move in complete harmony with the earthquake because they have the same frequency. I'll give you an example. If you throw a pebble in water, you're going to see that it makes these little circles, right? It makes the circles around that stone or that pebble that you threw. Each circle has molecules which are vibrating in complete harmony. They make this perfect circle. And they all have the same frequency. Throughout that circle, every single molecule has the same frequency. And they oscillate in complete harmony. And you see a circle forming. What's happening underneath in the water, if you see through the microscope, is that the molecules are oscillating at the exact same frequency in complete harmony. So engineers would want to build systems which have a different frequency to that of natural disasters. Buildings, electronics, electrical circuits, optical systems, sound systems, even biological systems have natural frequencies. You and I have a natural frequency. We all have a natural frequency. And if you ever wonder what your natural frequency is, it is the state of being that you go to in your most neutral state. And by that I mean, if you're somebody who is naturally a happy person, then you can have a moment of being upset, but you will go back to naturally being happy. You can have a moment of being very happy, but then you'll go back to naturally being happy. You will go back to the natural frequency of yourself. Our thoughts, the ones that are repeating in our mind, constitute to our natural frequency. So, if you are somebody who is naturally grateful, your natural frequency is the frequency of gratitude. You would know that the frequency of gratitude means you have amazing things coming to you at all times, which are in complete harmony with your frequency of gratitude. You're going to experience great things in life. You're going to get more. That's the power of gratitude. You're going to get more, more of what you are grateful for. So I want to just really start to narrow down here the focus. Your natural frequency is going to bring to you things, people, situations, circumstances, which are in complete harmony to you. To your natural state of being. Your natural state of being is because of your thoughts, the thoughts that are repeating in your mind. And your repeating thoughts are actually the ones that are in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind 
dictates 95% of what you do, think, and behave. If your subconscious mind has certain programming, which makes you feel happy, which makes you feel grateful, which makes you feel like you have enough, then that is the frequency in which you're going to be operating from. And guess what you're going to be attracting? Great things. Because those things are in harmony with your frequency. If somebody's subconscious mind says that I don't have enough, I am poor, I am in lack, that is the frequency that they're operating with. That means that whatever they experience is going to be in complete harmony with that frequency of lack. Which means that they're probably going to have situations in which they are losing money or they're probably going to be coming across more people which are taking money or people who are not paying them well. Just situations and people who are in complete harmony with their natural frequency. So this is like gold, I feel. This, I feel, is like the most important tool ever to understand what your natural frequency is. And to understand that, it's important to understand what are the repeating thoughts and patterns in your mind because that is what is creating your life. Whatever you experience is in complete alignment with that natural frequency. Okay, now all of that with expectancy. How does expectancy work? So the Deepak Chopra experiment where the pendulum moved as you expect it to move. What does that mean? And how does that all tie in to your natural frequency and to your subconscious mind programming? I'm going to try to explain it to the best of my ability. You have a natural frequency and your natural frequency is coming from your subconscious mind, which has certain beliefs about you, certain beliefs about what you can do in life, what you cannot do in life, who you are, who you are not, what you deserve in life, what you don't deserve in life, what you have in life, what you have not in life. You have a certain state of being, a way you identify with yourself. That sets your natural frequency. Whatever that is coming to you will have the same frequency. So how does expectancy play a role here? If everything is, that is coming to me is in alignment with my frequency, my natural frequency, how does my expectancy of an event play a role here? What happens is that your natural frequency is going to bring to you events that are in complete harmony with your natural frequency. However, if you start to feel differently, if you start to expect differently as the outcome from those events, you're going to experience different events. So you can be a person who is very happy 90% of the time, extremely happy, very content with life. Your natural frequency is to bring to you happy situations, happy people, you have good relationships. Your state of being is that of a happy person. An event comes to you. Let's say that event shakes you up. 
you know, it's something you weren't expecting. For example, you meet a person and that person really triggers you, makes you very upset. And you are going in a conversation with them and you're thinking that I'm expecting the outcome of this conversation to be bad because I don't like what they're saying and I don't like how they are behaving. That expectancy is going to then determine the outcome. What's going to happen? You're going to experience that actually the conversation didn't go well because that is what you expected out of it. And you think to yourself, okay, well, the conversation didn't go well. Sure. Do I change my natural frequency to now become a sad person because I've had a bad encounter? Or do I keep my natural state of frequency? Do I bounce back to the state of happy? That is the question. If you bounce back to the state of happy, your natural frequency will remain happy. And that one event and the expectancy you set forth is not going to make any difference. But if you think to yourself, you know what, for example, anybody who is, you know, who's my boss is always going to be like that to me. You know, let's say this person was your boss. Okay, I'm just making the story as I go to give you an example. Let's say this person who didn't behave well was your boss. Now you're thinking that, okay, this event came to me. You expected the event to not go well and it didn't go well. And you're thinking, okay, every time I have a boss, he's going to be rude to me. You make it a part of your natural state of being. Your natural state of being, if it becomes that I'm going to be called out by my bosses, then that is something that you keep attracting into your life. So the most important thing is that your expectancy must always be positive. Don't think about how something is going to turn out positive. Just expect it to be positive or at least expect it to be neutral. If you cannot expect... For example, if you have had a bad encounter with somebody, you can think, okay, I don't think it's going to be great, but I don't think it's going to be horrible. I'll just keep it neutral. Let it not affect your main frequency. Let it not have an impact on your natural frequency. That is important. And if you happen to be somebody who are usually the sad types, (laughs) the ones who think that, you know, This doesn't work out and that doesn't work out. I'm just not happy. And an event comes to you. And you're setting your expectancy of the event to be positive. And you experience a great event. Try to internalize that. Try to think to yourself that, see, I can make an event turn out to be positive. Let me make that a part of my main frequency, my home frequency. Let me think and believe that I can, when I set out a positive expectation, change any event. And you're going to notice that as you start to make this change and as you change your home frequency, you are then going to be bringing more events to yourself where you have the opportunity to expect positively and see a positive outcome. Okay. I hope this is not all too much, but I'll break it down once again for you. You have a natural frequency. 
your natural state of being. Because everything in this universe operates in complete harmony with the frequency of the matter and the waves, it's important that you have a home frequency that brings benefit to you. So a home frequency where you're happy, where you're content, where you're grateful. Frequency of gratitude means you are in the frequency of love. You love everything. You're grateful for everything. You are going to bring great things to you. It's also a frequency of receiving. When you say thank you, you're receiving, right? So you keep bringing things to you. That's a beautiful home frequency to be in. The problem sometimes that occurs is that how do I make myself a happy and grateful person if my subconscious mind is programmed to focus on misery? How do I all of a sudden be grateful if my subconscious mind is focused on things which go wrong? If your subconscious mind is focused on misery, your home frequency is going to be that of misery. You're going to be bringing more events to you that are of misery. If your subconscious mind is focused on life being okay, just surviving, your home frequency is going to be that of life being okay, just surviving. Your life will continue to be created in a way that it's okay and it is where you're just surviving. If your subconscious mind is focused on amazing things, if it's programmed in a way that it is grateful, it looks for amazing things to happen, it looks for great people to come, it looks for happiness, and it believes that you are worthy of happiness, and that you can create happiness in your relationships, and you can create happiness in your work, and create happiness in how you live life then that is the frequency from which you're going to be operating. And the events that are going to be in complete alignment with you are going to be that of happiness as well. You will get more opportunities to create happiness. You will get more opportunities to create amazing relationships which make you happy and who you make happy. So it's very important to reprogram your subconscious mind in the most favorable way so that your home frequency is that which is in complete harmony with amazing things that you want to experience in life. And I am having a workshop on Sunday. It's on March 5th, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. It's a live workshop. And this is all I talk about, the subconscious mind programming and a method with which you can reprogram your subconscious mind. If you haven't signed up, the doors are still open. Please go ahead and sign up. It is a really good price. I believe it is 23 USD, equates to 30 Canadian dollars. I want to encourage you to join it. If you're looking to change an aspect of your life, if you're looking to get unstuck in an aspect of your life, this is so effective when you understand exactly what you're doing and understand exactly why your subconscious mind needs to be programmed and the right method to reprogram it in a way that it favors you, in a way that it favors the life that you want to create. It favors your desires. If you want to have 
a work from home situation where you're earning well, you're living happily with your family, it's important that you vibrate in the same frequency. It's important that you vibrate in complete harmony with that situation. 95% of what you think, how you feel, how you behave is reliant on your subconscious mind programming. We are not always thinking. We're not always consciously making decisions. We work on autopilot 95% of the time. It's massive. The importance of your subconscious mind is massive. And when you change your beliefs that are deeply embedded in your mind, you start to be a different person. You start to have a different frequency. You start to bring to you things that are in complete harmony with that frequency. And your life starts to become the way you want it to become, you know? And I I say it again, I understand. Sometimes it can be like hopes and dreams and wishful thinking, but there is science behind it. There is rationale to this. This is real. This is how this universe operates. When you want to do good in something, you know, when you want to do good in a game, for example, you have to understand the rules of the game really, really well in order to do well in that game. It's the same thing with with this universe, with this unified field that we all are a part of, with this massive energetic field that we are all a part of. It's important to understand the rules of this energetic field in order to win, in order to make the most favorable life that we can make for ourselves. In order to really win, I like this word, win, because life is pretty much a game. When you start to understand how the frequency works, it becomes very simple, isn't it? It's almost like, okay, I am co-creating my reality. If I am a certain way in my home frequency, my reality is going to reflect that. If I change my home frequency, my reality will reflect the change. It very much becomes simple and obvious and in a way fun, you know, when your life starts to change in front of you. And as Nikola Tesla says, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, Think in terms of frequency and vibration. And with those wise words, I'm going to close this episode for today. It was fantastic talking to you all. I hope you found this useful. If you did, please go ahead and share. This is a new podcast and I would love for you to spread the word. It really helps me to bring this content to you. I get to, you know, work and expand some and make more amazing content for people and you helping me out by talking about it by sharing it by sharing with your friends by coming to the workshop all of those things are helpful they are massive support and yes i promise you the workshop is going to be fantastic you're going to be refreshed it is really all about how you reprogram your subconscious mind and the incredible mind techniques that we're going to be talking about. It is highly effective. Just a hint, these mind control techniques are used by Olympians. And as always, I will be bringing in a lot of science and logic to explain this well to you. 
and answering your questions as we go. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited about it. And the details for that are also in the description below. So thank you for hanging out with me and I'm going to catch you next week. Bye now.